Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Now for a quick word from our sponsors. Quest, thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Whey Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts, preventing dryness. And it's high quality, nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, kupuasu butter, and coconut oil. And turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Whey Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. There's skin softening oils in a hydrating blend and also high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rose hip oil. All right, to experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V, believe, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com code believe. So go over there now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the In and After Show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, Executive Editor of Anime News Network, and with me again this week is James Beckett to talk about the latest episode of Attack on Titan, Thaw, episode 81. Um, we're kind of seeing the ramifications of everything that went down last episode with the, the rumbling and people having to finally come to grips with the fact that Aaron is a mean person and is going to do mean things. It's not um, good. Things are not looking good on the ground. No, no one's having a good time right now. Yeah. No, no one, especially, especially not Armin. Uh, before we start breaking down the episode, though, I also want to remind everyone to please uh, subscribe to this channel. We're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter Spaces, so you can watch us on any of those platforms. But if you're on YouTube, you're going to want to hit that notification bell so you know when we're going to go live. It's Mondays at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, also, we have a giveaway at the middle of this episode that we're going to get to that I think you know, Attack on Titan fans are going to be really excited about. It's mm, big, and it looks great in your office, and it's super comfy, and it's Attack on Titan themed. So make sure you stick around to find out about our giveaway and how you can enter to win. We're giving away two of these big things, so... Um, more about that in a bit, but James, yo. So we had a lot of big character moments in this episode. Um, yeah. We don't see a lot of Aaron. Uh, we don't see a lot of Zeke. We don't see any of Zeke really. We're taking Actually, a break from the from the sad bros for for a while. <laughs> yeah, and instead, it's mostly about everyone else dealing with this fallout as the Titans march on to the rest of the world, and Aaron declares that he's just going to kill everyone. And everything outside of Paradise Island. It's just insane. It just is. insane. And not only that, but all of the all of the Titans uh, that are still around on the island, including the ones that got uh, transformed by Zeke's roar, they're now just running around and killing everyone. No discrimination, no, no rhyme or reason. Um, people are wondering why Aaron doesn't call them off. They're all under the impression that he should be able to control them, but they're just they're just eating up everybody, Eldian and Marley and alike. Yeah. Um, we see Yelena also wondered why why Zeke hasn't called them back, and people are saying in the comments. And I mean, I guess it's possible that uh, Zeke might be dead. 
or something. We don't really know what he's up to. I feel like we would have got a bigger moment of finding out he's dead, though, if he's dead. Like, I would they really just like kind of kill him? I mean, he he was holding on to Aaron's head when he became that giant eldritch abomination. So I feel like if he's not dead, maybe he's like fused into into Aaron's goop. I don't know, but yeah, he's probably not doing great. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not doing great. There's also, you know, kind of a, a small skirmish now going on over Falco. Who... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just unconscious. And Connie's trying, Connie's just like, yeah, let's go kill this kid so I can get my mom back. And Armin's like, what? No. I, I kind of want to know what, what you feel about that development because it kind of, it kind of, I wouldn't say it came out of left field because they did say that, you know, Connie's been visiting his mother who's been stuck. Yeah, um, in that house. In a house for years now and also remind me if i'm wrong but isn't she also the one that ate kaya's mom so yeah kind of like okay so that comes back yeah, around she, episode, uh, sort of too. Yeah, she has that moment because kaya's like wait four years ago <laughs> so he's been like visiting his his trapped mom titan all this time and talking to her out there and you know obviously it's an extremely sad situation having your mom turn into a human eating abomination but um it still felt kind of out of character for me for Connie to be like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just go feed this kid to my mom so my mom can get her her humanity back. I didn't really, I understand his feelings about it as far as like yeah. for his mom, but I don't know that I would have suspected him to like jump to that, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's a result, and I guess you could just go ahead and jump right into it because that's so much of what the episode is about is a. Uh, I think it's a result of of this being one of those episodes where the story has to kind of hit pause, even though things are happening. So all the characters can basically lay out the themes of the story and all the different like moral perspectives. And one of the biggest kind of debates or one of the biggest running themes, it's been around since the beginning, but it's obviously really coming to a head here is the idea of, you know, when it comes to war and when it comes to who you're fighting for or who you're fighting to protect, uh, you know, who do you value the most, right? And the answer right. almost always comes down to your family and your friends over anyone else. Like, right. so who you know versus who you don't. Right. And so Connie's the one who's kind of here basically to to be the mouthpiece of the people that are like, look, I don't, I don't care who this random soldier kid is. I know he killed or helped kill Sasha. And mm-hmm. uh, my mom is a Titan. And if it's between this random kid that I hate and my mom, obviously I'm going to pick my mom. And so I think he's kind of the standing character for, you know, all of the all of the people who are kind of put in a position of, of you know, do I do something that's maybe wrong in order to protect my flesh and blood? Or do I sacrifice my flesh and blood for someone that I don't know and possibly might even consider to be my enemy? But you're right, because we don't really get a, we haven't gotten a whole lot of Connie characterization since that stuff with his mom first went down back in what? Yeah, and he was, he was, of course, also... You brought up the the part about um, Sasha. I mean, he was really upset about Sasha's death too. That too. So that too. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess that does make sense from a like a philosophical standing. And we we are kind of seeing how the different characters are processing this question. You know, Aaron's obviously picked his side, which is you know my family, my friends, my home. Everyone else be damned. You know. Yeah. Um, kill them all. Kill them all don't care it's the only way i'm gonna stop them from trying to kill us because they all hate us because the propaganda i guess he hasn't said this part but i'm assuming some of the thought behind it is that propaganda against the eldians has gone so far that it can't be obliterated unless we literally 
obliterate everyone who might believe it. That's kind of what Gene says too, right? Like that's his rationalization. Yeah, and we see Gene kind of is aligning himself with Aaron at this point. It seems like he's like, oh, I get what you're going. Yeah, like he has, he's saying, oh, he has, you know, that guy has a point, you know. Or he's at least resigned to it. I, I feel like he he kind of seems like well, there's nothing I can do. And so I guess I'll try to figure out a way to make this make sense. But, it's, you know, the rumbling's happening. I, I'm not going to stop it. So, yeah. You know. And I was thinking about it when I was watching the episode. I was like, well, why, why is he killing everyone? Why wouldn't he say save all the Eldians that are living off the island and uh, just kill the non-Eldians, for instance. But I'm assuming that his thought is that those Eldians are tainted as well by the propaganda, like how Gabby was initially, although she gets quite a bit of a a redemption, I think, in this episode as far as seeing how far her character has grown. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't... it, It still seems really drastic because... You know, the people he's killing off the island, that's where his dad came from. You know, his dad was living in Marley before he went to Paradise Island. So, I mean, he comes from there, too, technically. Um, Well, and even, uh, you know, and Gabby later on, you know, she brings it up when she's um, uh, confronting Armin and Mikasa, where, you know, she's like, just he can just target the military bases, right? Like kill all the armies, sure that'll stop the war. But why? Why does he have to kill everyone? But then that, mm-hmm. you know, it really brings it back to that historical lens that we've talked about so much, where that was an argument that people were making when we were firebombing Germany and Japan. Is like, wait, like how can you kill all of these civilians and all of these these you know innocent people? Why aren't you just targeting the military bases? Why aren't you just targeting the the, the 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 battleships and stuff and the, yeah that's something gabby was. actually yells she's like yeah. why can't he just go after the military and yeah. i was like well yeah. <laughs> well and the why? argument the the argument that our military is used right the argument the allied military is used was well at this point the war is in every home you know the every citizen is a part of the war machine now it's it's decentralized and so you you know when you kill the civilians it is right and i'm not i'm I mean, not saying that's right <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's, historic, that's historically what was said, but God, yeah, like, that, you know, yeah. that's what the, you know, when we dropped the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the generals are saying, you know, we're destroying the factories that help uh, create the weapons. We're destroying, you know, the soldiers that are about to go and fight. And again, a lot of people nowadays argue that that was, you know, not an ethically justifiable reason to drop those bombs. But if right. we, you know, we, you mentioned many times that, you know, the rumbling is very clearly like a, kind of a metaphorical analog to nuclear power. And it's mm-hmm. it's kind of an instance of like, yeah, this is this is how you used it on us, right? Or this is how it was used. And yeah. you know, this is how it gets used. You you don't get to say with with weapons this powerful, you don't get to say, I'm just gonna target the military bases. Mm-hmm. It's all or nothing. You're killing everyone or or you're not using them at all. Yeah. Chat is pointing out, you know, Aaron doesn't have a real allegiance to the Eldians. And I, I know that's true. I think um, this is part of like my own uh, problem with his logic is that I see the Eldians as an oppressed people as a whole. And so every time he's like making a decision that doesn't seem like a betterment for the entirety of the oppressed Eldians, I'm like, why? Why aren't you trying to help all of them? And that's just that's just me. I understand that like I'm not Aaron and he's definitely not me, but that's just... Well, and um, Onyoko point, points out, too, that his people are going to get destroyed, and yes. they're also being oppressed by the, the Marlians, right? They're also conquered. Right. 
I think Elena is also from a similar position, and you can see that she's completely like morally destroyed in this episode. Like it's yeah. almost like she's just gone into like a non um any oomph that she had before, like when she thought Zeke was gonna pull ahead, like she's completely yeah. demoralized. Podotech said and asked in the comments how would they differentiate. The reason I said that is because they say in this episode that he has the power to make all the Titans and Eldians listen to him, both like by giving them the visions that they were able to hear, but it seemed like also compulsively. So I would assume that with that power, he could simply direct all Eldians to go somewhere. And the Marleans or people who are non-Eldian wouldn't hear that message or be compelled to do that. So there'd be a very easy way to, for him to actually like segregate them um, based on that. But he's not doing that. He's just, you know, blowing everything up and, and whatever. But yeah, I felt really bad for uh, Uyong Capone, especially when uh, it's not Falco. Who's the redheaded son of a bitch? Oh, Flock. Flock, yeah. It was another F, like, F name. Yeah. Um, that was actually, like, a high, kind of a, like, the small comedic highlight in this episode, other than um, some of the Titans themselves, is when he shows up and they're like, oh, you made it. I know. And he's like, oh. yeah, thanks for the warm welcome. And everyone's just like, God, why didn't this motherfucker die? Of like, all the people to not die horribly just now, you couldn't have been one of them. Yeah. That's so and funny. They, I never would have thought that Flock would be like the poster boy for, for shitheads everywhere. But he's really grown into Literally them. just the worst dude. And then was it on his command, I think, that they say, oh, now we got to imprison he... all the volunteers which would include young capone and uh yelena right yes 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 and i'm assuming that's so. because well i don't actually know why i don't know why he plans to do that um because maybe they're still considered outsiders on parodies or well, and they probably don't want anyone that would want to stop aaron yeah that's around. true yeah now that they know that he's not going along with zeke's plan for sure yeah while all of that is going down the poor blouse family oh my god I poor know. poor blouse family just cannot get a break all right they showed up for dinner they just wanted to eat some fancy rich people food for once in their right? lives right because their daughter all, died a war hero it's all they wanted was to have something good to eat and it's just been horror after horror after horror for them, you know? This isn't just the Blouse family here, because they've got Niccolo in tow, because he was also jailed with them. They've got Gabby with them, and they've got Kaya, who's more of an adopted sort of kid that they've taken under their care. She's not, yeah, she her, wasn't her, actually relate, related she, to Sasha. She was in that but village. Sasha saved her. And now they're running through alleyways, trying not to get eaten by some recently turned Titan... Isn't that, is that, um, is that, um, Nile? Thank you. Oh, is that that Nile? Yes. Uh, The chat is saying that's Nile. Yeah. I'm not really good at like (laughs) figuring out which character it is once they've become a Titan. I can see the resemblance somewhat now, but, um, a lot of times it kind of just goes over my head. So yeah, they're, they're on the run from (laughs) carnivorous Nile here. Um, it's just layers of, of terribleness just right on top of each other. Yeah. Oh Yeah. That's awful now. Like, I didn't have that context when I watched it. And now it's like, oh, the guy who, you know, tried to give them a head start is now trying to eat them. But, you know, they they make it out because they think Gabby kills him then. I didn't realize, like, 
how twisted that is. But Gabby's, you know, then the one who kills him because she's got her anti-Titan rifle and she remains the undefeated headshot no scope champion here. Can um, I just say that I th- there was so much Gabby hate going around back sure. in the final season part one, which sure, whatever. She killed Sasha. I get it. I've always thought yeah. Gabby was a great character. Yeah. And I got to say, in an episode filled with a lot of downer moments, when she just shoved that rifle straight into the Titan's mouth and blew his head off, I, I might have fist pumped a little bit. That was yeah. a pretty that was a pretty great moment. I think Attack on Titan, it's done an interesting thing where I think it's asking the question that a lot of war stories that try to take themselves seriously ask is like, are you still allowed to like find excitement and to find entertainment in something that is inherently bad? <laughs> like that, that right. you shouldn't really, you know, how do you thread that needle? And this is one of those moments where I was like, hell yes, <laughs> like go Gabby. Yeah. Like it sucks that you know that Niall had to to go out like had to that. go out like that. But yeah. You know, she got to save Kaya and they got to mend that relationship and it was good. And then we got to see her character go full circle because when we met Gabby, and I mean, she talks about this in the episode too. She talks to Kaya and Niccolo about it when they're um, discussing, you know, the evil in all of us. She started out as someone who was, due to propaganda, completely brainwashed into hating herself and others like her and thinking the only way she could be an acceptable human was to be really, really good at killing other people. Yeah. And she, you know, swallowed all of that whole. She was a kid, so all the adults were telling her it was true, and she believed it and bought into it, committed, you know, an act that she could never take back, saw all the pain that it caused, learned more about the person that she killed and how that person had positively affected others, and started to really do some soul searching. And by the end of it, She's killing a Titan who is trying to eat a girl who tried to kill her at one point. You know, Kaya tried to stab her at one point for what she did to Sasha. So we've seen Gabby be able to really self-actualize, come into herself and find out what, you know, what's true, what's good, what's bad, and really reevaluate all the things that she was told as a kid when she wasn't able to come to those conclusions on her own. So I thought that was great. I thought... Gabby is probably one of the best written characters in the show recently. I think so I think. too. And I think for me, it's, I, I, I see, even just the other day, I, I saw someone, I think it was on like Polygon or something. There was an article about Attack on Titan. And in the comments, people were, you know, making like, oh, it's just dog whistle, the anime. And oh, it's just fascism in the anime. And mm-hmm. like, I like I get it, right? We've talked about how the show, the show is playing with some pretty sensitive imagery and subject yeah. matter. And um, it's definitely not perfect. But I think what I've really loved about Gabby's whole arc is how it's like, and I almost wonder if maybe it's Isayama's like way of like addressing some of that criticism where her mm-hmm. whole arc is like a direct, like 100% condemnation refutation of that nationalist fascist mindset. Where like, yeah. like literally her conversation is, I used to think that killing people and that fighting and dying and living purely for the glory of my country um, and for these kind of bigoted ideals was what gave me value as a person. And, you know, that conversation with her and Niccolo is them saying, no. Yeah, she said, I killed people for praise, is what she said. And the fact that these institutions use children as their stepping stones to power, like historically over and over, that's always how it goes, is they get to the children Mm -hmm. first, and then they build their way into the rest of society from there. And how, you know, I think Attack on Titan at this point if nothing else, it has been very clear that that is not good. 
and the children like Gabby are victims, you know, and mm-hmm. just as much as they, you know, are forced to commit crimes. And I thought it was really powerful, a little on the nose, right, when Nicola has that callback to the getting out of the forest bit. But yeah, you can't really be subtle when Aaron is literally broadcasting. So how did, how did you interpret that line, though? Because, I mean, you're saying it's obvious, but I'm kind of wondering if what I immediately thought of is the same thing as what you immediately thought of when you said that. About getting out of the forest. Again, uh, I mean, to me, I think it's it's commenting on on the stories, and again, maybe I, I don't want to ascribe it specifically to like the author, right? But I yeah. think a lot of what Attack on Titan struggles with is this maybe resignation or this fear that like this war and this destruction is just kind of an inherent part of of the human experience mm-hmm. that. You know, um, and I, I want to say, I can't remember if it, was, if it was this episode or last episode, but there was that line where it was like, as, as long as there are enemies, there like there'll be war. Like um, Aaron's whole mindset is the only way to end war is to literally kill every other faction of humans on the planet. Because as long as there are two opposing independent groups of people, they will inevitably hate each other and, and start this war and it, it won't end. And right. when Niccolo's whole speech about getting out of the forest came up, I, I took that to mean that we as, as a species, you know, as a collective society have to figure out a way to get out of this cycle of killing each other. You know, we have to okay. find a way to end, to end this, this fundamental sort of um, recidivism where we just fall back into the same old conflicts over and over again, or else I think, you know, Gene even said like, this is like the natural conclusion. Like they, that this is exactly what the world feared would happen. And it's because they did all the hateful and awful things to us. And it's mm-hmm. this, you know, if, if we can't find like a way to cut the hatred or cut the bigotry or cut the discrimination and the, the fear off at the root, then there's always, there's going to be some other war, some other place, some other time. And the same things are going to happen again. So. See, that's interesting because when he said that line, I didn't go quite as deep as you did because I thought it was a callback to Ymir trying to escape the forest when she was being hunted. Oh, yeah. I don't know why that was the imagery that I took from it, but when he said that, it reminded me of her running in the forest trying to become free of her pursuers who are seeking to kill her and um, instead, you know, in finding safety in the tree. But I, I do think what you're saying speaks to, yes, a definitely a greater point about the overarching themes of the story and how the endless war really weighs on people. We see that also with um, Reiner, in this episode, he doesn't. He's not in Poor it. Oh, he's not in it a whole lot. But oh my god, this guy! So I mean, Jackie he is, here, her heart would just be breaking in real time, like on camera. Yeah, because I don't know. I think we saw the steam coming off of him, so I do think maybe he's healing. But there is also a part of me that wondered if he was going to die there, in the same way that you know Ymir originally let herself die. If maybe the developments with Aaron and the catastrophe that he's seeing happen and you know, the mass genocide that he's expecting was finally enough for him to be like, nah, I'm out. So I'm not sure exactly, you know, where he's going with that. Yeah, he like yeah, he had that line, but it's unclear whether he's like physically running out of energy or if he's finally kind of giving up, like just emotionally yeah. or both. A, a mix of both. But um, no, he's not doing great. That's when Gabby has to kind of, and it's so funny, and the show is so good at this, she has her Aaron moment where she ties her hair back. Yes, exactly. Yeah, when she puts her hair back. I think there's a lot of calls between, or parallels between her and Aaron, but they diverge, right? Because Gabby has not embraced 
nationalism and hatred and genocide and all these other sorts of things. And well, I guess it's arguable whether Aaron's embraced nationalism because his allegiance is only to the people immediately around him. But yeah, she's um, seems much more hopeful in her big moment there where she puts her hair up and all that and decides she's, she's getting Falco back. Um, I'm worried what that might mean for Connie. I don't I know. know if he's going to make it out of it. If she's with her determination to say Falco, I don't know if Connie's going to make it. But I kind of cut you off. You were, you were leading into something else, I think. Well, was I? I can't remember what it was. I was just saying, it, well, I was going to say just now, it broke my heart because even when Gabby is saying, like, I can't give up on Falco, like, she's, this is the most, like, a little kid she's ever seemed, really, um, yeah. outside of when she was hanging out on the Browse farm. And, yeah. like, I like I don't want her to, to have to kill Connie, right? Like, I don't, Yeah. I, I'm wondering if it's going to be, like, are, are Armin and Mikasa going to have to, like, fight Connie and Jean to get Falco back? or Did Jean go with him? No, I'm thinking back. Like, no, I but I, I just, no. I just figured yeah. that, like, it, you know, he would probably be, you know, he's going to be on on Connie's side there, I, I would imagine. But it's just I, everyone's fighting, <laughs> you know, like, yes. no one, you know, <laughs> mom and dad need to stop fighting. All my friends are fighting. Everyone's, yeah, yeah. Um, I assume that there, there will definitely be a confrontation there for sure between uh, Gabby and Connie. It's just it's building up to it. Um, the rest of them seem pretty busy trying to quell the titans that are eating all the civilians right now which kind of leads me to something else if you guys will give me a second to pull up a, a picture so i do kind of want to talk about how this episode looked in general from an yeah. animation yeah. and a uh, standpoint there were moments that looked great, I think, mm -hmm. that were really dynamic and the action was really good. And there were other times where it kind of looked like hot garbage. Not it was inconsistent. Lie. It was um, very inconsistent. Yeah. It was. And uh, thankfully, most of the inconsistent moments were like in between shots and um, kind of, uh, you know, kind of the, like the sea shots, right? like the establishing shots and the the interconnected shots most of the, the the main action looked good but there were definitely this was maybe the first episode all season where i was like oh no i can see that they're struggling yeah <laughs> and it, was yeah, this the episode i saw on twitter that like i think one of the directors like got sent home from overwork after like two or three days um he collapsed from that. exhaustion yeah it doesn't really sound good in the mappa studios right now no i mean they're always working on so many things at once. Um, yeah, it was it was some of the establishing shots, like you were saying, where you're seeing characters from like a mid cut, mm -hmm. from like you know from the wa like waist up or so, and they're kind of at a distance and they're looking a little wonky, um, yeah, a little flat. Mm -hmm. There was some compositing that wasn't great when the Titans were climbing all over this building here, and you could tell very obvious that the building was CG and the Titans were not, and they were not like blending. Mm -hmm. very well at all um there i mean this isn't really unique to this episode or even necessarily to mappa but there are, were a couple of titan animations that made me laugh yes um there's at least one titan in there we don't have a screenshot of it but he's got his fingers up on both hands like this and he's literally like doing a little jig while he's running like and I, I wanted to like clip it and put it on repeat and set it to some song like it's like perfect like twitter meme crap where you've got some like 
But the Benny Hill know. music. <laughs> yeah, Benny Hill, or I was thinking like uh, Apple Bottom Jeans or yeah. something. I don't know. Just Numa Numa. Just look like it's doing a, doing a little dance. I mean, I kind of missed the the funny Titan Run animations. To be honest, like those were kind of a highlight of early seasons. Um, right. That they were both well, terrifying and, and ridiculous. The show has been able in the past to because I think some of what makes the Titans scary is yeah. that th they move so. It's very uncanny. It's kind of almost like yeah. Gigi Ito, right? Like they move, like they they don't move right. Like they don't move yeah. like they're in control. They don't move like they're they're intelligent. The bodies don't move in a natural way, and that's yeah. kind of off putting. Just to look, I mean, one of the great things about horror in general, they say that there's a kind of a line. You want your monster to be to some degree like silly, but also terrifying, like um, Babadook. Yeah, Babadook is scary, but he's also very silly looking he's a, goofy he's man, a man with a crazy grin and a top hat you know he's just like i don't gay icon but I was gonna, yeah i, I almost <laughs> said gay icon as well so so i mean there, there's a good balance there and so some of that uncanniness or silliness did make the titans scary in their own way as well um it didn't always work sometimes they were just more silly than scary but you know you, you took what you got um yeah there was just a uh, fair amount of inconsistent animation. Someone in the comments also said that, you know, the uh, when they were using the gear, it looked really good. And it did for the most yeah. part. I mean, there were still some shortcuts there, I think, where it was like dynamic camera movement to make up for the fact that the actual characters are like not genuinely being animated. But that's a shortcut trick and they did it well enough that it looked good while you were watching it. So I'm not going to fault them for it. But yeah, then there were other ones where the characters just looked really off i yeah. think yeah the, this is the this is one of those episodes where there were there were at least three or four occasions where i was like oh man i, I can't wait to see the blu-ray version of this <laughs> where they're yeah where i assume they're gonna go back yeah. and clean it up and yeah but this yeah. was i think easily i want to say i don't think uh, this is at least the parts that were, were rough i would say were probably the roughest that yeah. we've seen from the mappa seasons in general i don't think the show's ever looked quite as on and off is this so yeah yeah this was just yeah i had a lot of rougher cuts than what we're using used to seeing and since mappa has taken over they they have managed more or less to do a pretty decent job um oh yeah someone's saying in the comments about mappa getting vinland saga that's not confirmed there's like one account that is not a legit like news service that's been saying that it hasn't been officially announced that mappa has vinland saga Really kind of yeah. off topic. It doesn't mean that they won't do it, but it it's not confirmed. Um, Wit Studio did the first season of that. Um, their roster is kind of great season, by the way. Yeah, great season. Um, yeah, their roster is kind of full right now. I mean, they're doing Ranking of Kings now. Watch Ranking of Kings. You need to go watch Ranking of Kings. Yes. Um, they have that bubble movie coming out, and I think Wit is also on board with something that they're doing with netflix as well it just got announced i'd have to go back and look so don't they did vivi right the fluorite yes they did do vivi. Okay. yeah that was an original project that they did um well based on like a concept novel so uh yeah as far as mappa doing um vinland saga season two not saying it won't be announced but as of february 14th 2022 has not officially been announced no studio has officially been announced for that. Um, the season is happening, but we don't know for sure who's working on it. 
So, okay. Um, we just need to go back to like OVA structure where we get like six really solid episodes over the course of like two or three years. Yeah, but, I was going to say like one's released every three to six months or something like yeah, that. But they're like yeah. 45 to, to an hour long. They're great. No one has a stroke while working on them, hopefully. Um, that'd be nice. I, I'd be fine with that. I mean, Netflix is already, you know, they've normalized the 10 episode season. So, yeah. James, we got a nice comment for you if you'd like to read it. Uh, thank you for your weekly Teasing Master Takagi-san. Yes, Teasing Master Takagi-san is brilliant and wonderful. And if you are not watching that show, it's on High Dive and it's adorable and the opposite of Attack on Titan. Although it is funny because in this week's episode, um, there were definitely moments in, in Takagi-san where uh, Yuki Kaji, who also plays Aaron Yeager, um, he has some like angry, kind of devious sounding moments where I was like, oh, oh yeah. I can hear your, I can hear Aaron peeking out a little bit and that's it's giving me some weird vibes because you're so cute and Aaron has has is not cute <laughs> anymore. Yeah, Aaron is not no he's not he's not cute anymore. I don't know if he was ever cute. I mean I thought he was cute at one point and then you find out that you know he's just down for stabbing people. So yeah I mean oh. you know my cat's down for stabbing people and she's very cute but oh, there comes a point really where you too. have to draw the line. Yeah she leaves me corpses all the time too but she's a cat. You know, she's yeah. just trying to feed us, you know. Um, all right. We will be right back. We have um, a couple sponsors that we're going to show, including uh, a new one that has me reading something. Um, I am not good at it, but I did my best. So I'm going to play both of those. And then we're going to tell you how to win a Attack on Titan gaming chair from Secret Labs. It's worth about... I don't know, 450 bucks, and it's got great reviews. So you're going to want to stick around for that, and we will be right back. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. With all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 a month. So, you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a convenient, safe, and private online environment, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling service done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors at any time. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available too. The service is available for clients worldwide and you can find someone with the particular expertise you need online. 
Check out betterhelp.com slash the after show. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. And you'll find a licensed professional who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. Check out the testimonials posted daily on their site if you need more information about what the service is like. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in 50 states. So BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting the sponsor at betterhelp.com slash the after show. All right. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, yeah, in a pinch, you know. Uh, Jackie's still in Europe, so I couldn't call on her to read a new ad for us. So hopefully um, next week we'll get a, a, a more professional sounding one. I did my best. So what I want to talk to you guys about now, though, before maybe we break into some more anime talk, is about this amazing chair we are giving away. We are giving away two of these things. They look like this. And if you want to enter to win... Just look at this awesome ticker I made down here. You're going to want to go to www.animenewsnetwork.com slash dot one eight two two three eight. I'll say that again. The number is one eight two two three eight, and that'll take you to the entry page to enter to win one of our Secret Lab Attack on Titan chairs. We're giving away two. One of them's for general. Anybody can win it. Uh, we've got another one that we're giving away just for ANN subscribers. But they're worth about 450 bucks, and they look really cool. If you, they also come with. Now, you don't want to miss out on this. Wipes, part. Levi wipes to keep them clean. Yeah. All right. So not only do you get an amazing gaming chair, you also get wet wipes with Levi on them. He's on the packaging. I don't know if he's on the literal wipes. Probably not. <laughs> so you're gonna keep that leather as moist as Levi's stumps. Pretty much. No. Where is Levi? Why hasn't he shown back up yet? I don't he know. Just, I miss uh, him. He and Haji just peaced out. They just left. Yeah, like, actually, just like, you know what? We're going to go. You know we tried. So if you head over here to enter the website, um, entries are only accepted until February 16th, um, right before midnight, 17th. So you have until the very end of the day on the 16th to enter. All you got to do is put in your name your email address and your complete mailing address because it's going to be shipped to you. So, you know, if you want your chair to show up, you need to do that. And that's it. Uh, winners are randomly chosen. This looks so comfy. Yeah. It almost makes me want to replace my adorable pink bucket that I use over. Well, it's not a literal bucket. Bucket chair that I use over there for mine. But, yeah, these are highly rated, too. Went and looked them up afterwards and consistently have, like, four and a half, five stars. So, good quality. Uh, and great design so and as yeah, someone that is, that? Uh, that is going to be turning 30 in just a few days i can attest that um there is genuine value to having a good chair in your life <laughs> it's true it's <laughs> true to appreciate really... back support for real i have i have scoliosis like it's mild but i have it and um if i don't have a good chair with good back support like i get really uncomfortable really fast so yeah, go ahead and head over to AnimeNewsNetwork.com and get yourself signed up to see if you can win. Um, we've also got the page in the marquee. It's the top of the website where things scroll through. It's behind a couple of high 
high level news items, you know, like that new season of JJK and stuff. What? But There's going to be a new season of Jujutsu Kaisen? I'm so shocked. Who saw that no coming? No one could have predicted this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, head on over there. Um, you, like I said, you have until the end of the day, February 16th. I'm not quite sure when we're announcing the winners, but it's pretty exciting. It's one of the cooler prizes I feel like we've gotten recently. I mean, I, I love getting anime Blu-rays and, you know, plushies and stuff like that. But like a, a whole new ass gaming chair, that's it's pretty dang cool. Um, people in the comments want to know how Annie's doing. Very good point. Would not want to close out the show without talking about the fact that Annie has been defrosted, dethawed. Maybe that's maybe that's where the title of the episode comes from, guys. Yeah, everything got thawed today. <laughs> Apparently. So I guess the idea is that he didn't just like awaken the Titans in the walls and they crashed out because the walls themselves are made of that same material as what Annie's been in. So I think it's also a combo of he melted them so they could come out. And in turn, Annie also melted out. Yeah. Um, there was another. She's going to have out. a lot of questions, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like she must have gotten. She probably got like the, the broadcast from Aaron. So she probably at least knows that. Maybe not. I guess we'll find out. But yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't, a I lot. Don't, yeah. I guess I don't know if like people who were asleep or unconscious were able to see the vision as well. Um, so she either saw it or she didn't, but that was also something. Okay. So this is like completely tangential, stupid. Do you have to be female to inherit the female Titan? So just, you know, shower thoughts guys. Probably not. Probably, probably not. I don't know. I mean, I guess, cause I'm guessing it's, it's cause all the other Titans are, are named basically after their form or their function. Right. So I, can't, I can't imagine that, like, is it just the female Titan because it has boobs? Like, boobs? Is that, like, is that it? Because, I mean, a lot of Titans have boobs, as we've seen. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily mammary glands, but they've got, you know, they've got yeah. the clubs. Um, yeah. I, I feel like she has to have powers that aren't, like, defined by the name, though. Because, I mean, if... The whole thing with the female titan is like you're a titan and you're female that and sentient as opposed to you know just being like a law titan that's kind of dull i mean she could she crystallized herself right that was the whole thing is like once they were finally getting the jump on her she's like ah jk and then she's been that way for like two seasons so i mean they also she also has the crystallization thing which i'm assuming not all the titans have that yeah maybe she's more just sort of like a colossal titan variant is kind of what she seemed more like to me as far as like the musculature and stuff right and i guess do we know that and this is maybe something the chat can clarify do we know that is the female titan her like official like passed down through the yes. name or okay i didn't know if that's it just is. what what the the paradise eldians called her because they didn't know, you know, what else it's, to call it's official the same it. way that Jaw Titan and Cart Titan and stuff is official. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I was looking, it was like, there's nine Titans and these are their names Attack Titan, you know, Female it's Titan. Like, yeah, lazy it's like Miss Pac Man. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it reminds me. Give her like a bow, like a little pump Yeah, right. Bow. Right. Yeah. So um, I guess, like, if Levi inherited the female Titan form, would he just be, like, even, like, hotter? Like, would he just have, like, yes. you know, childbearing hips in addition to his 
his killer abilities with that. That'd be one way to heal him, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's something to keep in mind. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to eat Falco. <laughs> No, wait, no. I He's just gonna that. like I really want Falco to make it out. He was such a good boy. Um we also saw Historia really briefly in this, but again, you know, I think she's just she's sitting out on being, a, preggers. being pregnant. Doing whatever she Listen, can. the soap opera version of me really needs the answer to that. I understand that it's probably minimally important to the story as a whole. But it'd be weird if it wasn't. <laughs> like that's also know. true. Yeah, a weird setup to not pay off. Just be like, oh yeah, we just left her pregnant on the farm. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, Alex asked about Pix I was avoiding talking about Pixis a little bit because that was sad. That was, that sad. was really sad. And it, it was kind of overshadowed a little bit for me because it was going on during some of the wonkier animation sequences in the episode. But man, I hated that that happened to him. I mean, we knew it was gonna for a while ever since he put the black armband on and yeah. you know, he drank the wine and everything, but just like, he was a good guy. He was. I never had like a huge emotional attachment to Pixis, but I liked the guy. Like he was obviously, uh, you know, they, you always like those, um, those, those military commanders that aren't as, that aren't the as high strong. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shadis got his moment though. And that was one of the other, like, kind of to contrast all the really depressing deaths and, and, and stuff. Shadows yeah. got to have his, like, his, his, he got to finally Big. kind of regain his dignity after getting the crap kicked out of him last season. Oh, I know. That was so awful. I felt so bad when that happened. And yeah. who was responsible for that? That wow. son of a bitch. Redheaded. I forgot his name again already. Flock. 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 I was going to call him Fox, thinking it was spelled like <laughs> F-A-U-X, like foe. But yeah, Flock. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm glad he got to kind of regain his moment. At uh, some point out in the comments that we mixed him Shadis and Pixis up last week. Yeah, they look alike, guys. They're both bald and military dudes, and their personalities are completely different. But we were talking about how kind of the map of switch changeover kind of yeah, the character the designs, designs a look a, a little less a bit less. Thing. And Shadis and Pixis, like half of their names are the same. The brain, yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. Yeah. Y'all yeah. knew who we were talking about. We were yeah, Shadis will be remembered as the guy who yelled at Sasha for eating a potato, and so she offered him some of her potato, and that's you know yeah. about it. He's I just kind of I, I remember him because in the the Attack on Titan abridged thing that got like one or two episodes, they gave uh -huh. him like the Patrick Warburton voice, which was the perfect <laughs> voice for for that yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It totally is. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that kind of sums it up for Attack on Titan this week. You know, we'll go into next week. Titans are still marching. Um, Annie's awake. Annie's awake. Connie's going to try and feed Falco to his mom. And Levi's still MIA. I would like, I just want like a, just want a little bit, just a little, a little bit of Levi, just for me, please. Just a little bit. But Watch, he doesn't yeah, show up uh, again until the, the non-confirmed but almost certainly going to happen movie. We have to wait like another year to find out what happened to Levi. Yeah. I am I mean, I'm expecting something at the... At this point, I almost want them to do the movie just because uh, the animation of this episode got me kind of scared. And I want the finale to look as you know good as possible. So I'd want them to you know, maybe take that 
break and if it could look anything like the JJK movie, that would be good, which I just got a screener for. So gonna watch that and then not tell you anything about it until mid-March. But yes, um, yeah, we've got we still got a handful of episodes left though, too. So I don't know. I feel feel like every week we kind of are like, are they or are they not gonna get to the end? Are they or are they not gonna get? To, and I don't know what the end is, so it, it's hard to for me to guess if they're building up to it or not. Um, people in comments saying they're only adapting about one chapter per episode, so they need to do more after the season to finish. Yeah, that's true. Um, Theo's also sent us some messages, but I mean they've done one to one and a half chapters sometimes or they've taken things from future chat and kind of like mixed them around um yeah there's like 15 chapters left and only about seven episodes i know this is where like a lot of the speculation is at right now a lot of people are you know watching this show and this is kind of what everyone's trying to suss out is whether we're getting all of it or not um and i've got mixed feelings on either one on one hand keep give me a part three at this point i don't know yeah. <laughs> keep the train running or give me the movie or don't um i just hope, i'd be you know, i'll be fine with the movie if we can get one of those those kind of more modern like simul releases where we like we can get yeah. it like a, a global drop or at least you know maybe just like wait a month or two but if it's one of those things where we have to wait how long do we have to wait for ava for it was like eight months or something almost a year or was it not was it not that long for ava four it wasn't. Okay. I know. No. It, I think I'm still traumatized from three, where we had to wait like almost two years for that thing. But three took a long, long time. But four, four was actually pretty, pretty dang close. I'd have to pull up the encyclopedia page, but I think that the movie dropped in like June, and we got it over the. Sun. It was sunny outside when I watched that movie, and I live in Washington State, so I'm pretty sure it was during the summer season when it came out. Um, but yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to looks at that up to double check we have been getting better about the movies like with the jjk movie for instance that dropped in christmas um in japan and we're getting it here in the u.s um in mid-march so it's like yeah. three months the only thing about a an attack on titan movie is that i feel like you have to do an almost simultaneous release of that because it'll get ripped and spoiled all over the place um yes. you can't really i don't think you can keep the lid on it um well, I feel like get... here in the States, that show has enough kind of outside, like that enough mainstream appeal that they, they could actually probably do pretty okay with like a, like a Fathom events or, um, you know. Those, yeah. Those, those oh, screens. yeah. If they, yeah. If it, I mean, it would be like a move and train event, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, the audience might uh, range a little bit older for Attack on Titan than Mugen Train, but I still think that people would show up for it if they did like a fathom events or a, a smaller release. Um, Zagreus is saying they would, it would need to be like a two hour movie. That's actually not that unusual. Um, the JJK movie is like an hour and 45 minutes. Um, the Ava movie was like one of the longest though. That was almost three hours. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I can't really talk about like what the pacing or how long anything would have to be because I'm not familiar with the manga because I haven't read it. So yep. um, anime only here. But yeah, uh, I, th I think they if they went with Netflix, we could probably get an almost simultaneous release because they've they did that with um, I don't know, the Sailor Moon movies were actually pretty close to that, too. When Netflix got the the Sailor Moon Eternal movies, uh, those... what price would we be paying with like the subs 
<laughs> we'll play, yeah. I we'll be playing with the subs. We might end up with like a whole new dub. A whole new dub. <laughs> where they they they, they they pronounce everyone's names incorrectly and, and change all the terminology. So yeah. Now yeah. he's the assault titan. <laughs> or like... Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we might get weird stuff if, if Netflix got it. I don't know. But that... Aaron, Mikasa, I'm just you're, like... you're really my best friend. I have such friendly feelings towards you. <laughs> my platonic friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're just spitballing at this point. Like, there's no word about Netflix getting anything Attack on Titan related that's new. I mean, they have some of the older seasons on there now, and I'm sure it does really well on their platform. So it just does lead me to speculate that if there was a movie and if there was bidding on such a movie, um, I feel like Netflix would want it. Oh, well, would... shit. I mean, Sony owns Funny and Crunchyroll now. They could probably pool their resources at this point right that's true yeah. yeah 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 to reiterate we're talking about a hypothetical bidding war for a hypothetical movie so <laughs> yeah I mean, none of this yeah. is confirmed we know nothing. yeah i don't we yeah. really know nothing yeah and we probably won't fun. until like the the end credits of the final episode of the season where it's like surprise the movie coming yeah. out or the next season or the special or whatever yeah yeah, I think I think if there is a movie, whatever platform gets it or however it does, I we'd probably get it within six ish months, um, and then it would just be a matter of hoping like everyone doesn't ruin it before then. But we'll have to. Oh, um, Nick says that Funi owns the master license for Attack on Titan, so it would take a lot to take that away. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, don't know how all the inner workings of that link out without like looking at production committees and stuff which i also don't have in front of me because i didn't expect to have the speculative conversation at this point so Jap japanese um, media licensing being famously simple and, and right parts. yes exactly <laughs> well known for how how, how straightforward and, and functional it is yeah <laughs> uh ssg as trunks but aot movie coming to crackle that's hilarious <laughs> thank you for that yeah it's about crackle until this exact Coming God to Blockbuster damn. streaming? Yeah, coming to Blockbuster streaming. <laughs> Did we talk about that on air? Or did I just tell you about that privately last week? I think we talked about that off air last week, but I've been thinking about just... <laughs> Long story that... short, my parents have a Blu-ray player that has the Blockbuster video streaming app on it. And I tried to I just tried to boot it up for funsies. It doesn't work, of course. Um, Until they get AOT. That's going to be their big comeback. <laughs> They're taking Netflix down, you know? One of you guys should read the manga. Maybe. I'm lazy. It's a lot easier to watch something than it is to read it a lot of the time. I mean, I, I read things constantly because I have to for work. So a lot of the time I, I don't read a ton of manga unless it's like a one volume thing where I know I'm not going to have to like put a whole bunch of time into it. I prefer my manga to be like five volumes or less. And if it's longer than I'd rather watch the anime most of the time that's just well i'm not I'm yeah and i'm not gonna read it just because i've you know for the last like five years all of my reviews have been written like from the perspective of someone that doesn't know what's coming next and so uh -huh. it'd be really i'd either have to just fake not knowing what, what's coming next which is never fun or easy or i'd yeah. have to completely change my approach in like the last 10 percent of the story so i'm fine yeah. not knowing what's happening i yeah i, I, don't, I think video meant like I think Theo meant like after the show wraps. So, like, would you go back oh. and read the manga? Mm, I don't know. Maybe I. 
I, I love rewatching movies that are like sit down, like, you know, one and done kind of experiences. Yeah. I have a much harder time going back to like really long stories and, and redoing those. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it took me, I could replay the Mass Effect trilogy every few years, but if I ever did go back to the manga once the anime is done, it, it, I'd probably have to wait a few years just to have the the distance I would need to make those story beats feel fun again. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree on that too. All right, everybody. I think that wraps it for the after show this week. Um, next week, more attack on Titan. Maybe we'll get to touch on that demon slayer finale that aired this week. Um, James got to watch it, but I didn't have the 45 minutes in my schedule to get to it, but I heard it is. It's, actually, it's only like 35 or th- it's like oh, really? 34. Yeah. It's not even a, f- a full 45. It's like an oh, extra okay. 10 minutes, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I heard there's crying and, like, catharsis and, you know, closure and backstories, you know. Yeah, it's fine. Everything. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Everything <laughs> you want from a from a arc finale. Yeah. What, is there any lead-in to the next arc in there? Because, I mean, that already got announced for an anime as well, by the way. If you guys didn't know, the yeah. Demon Slayer's getting more anime. Surprise! <laughs> kind of like a, they they basically do the same thing where it's like, oh, Tanjiro, you sure are getting stronger. That means one day you'll have to fight Muzan. Oh, or wait, 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 that's his name, right? Michael Jackson. Yeah, I know who you yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the main villain of the story. I always forget, but you know, someday you'll, you'll have, have to fight have the to... main villain. Yeah, we all expected that too, right? Yep. I mean, I assume his. His breathing style is going to develop more because he started mixing his breathing styles up a little bit in this last fight. So maybe, you know, we'll get some cool new combos. I don't know. Sure. You know. Nezuko. I want to see more of the Hachira, to be honest. Like, they just are more interesting to me in general. I mean, I love Inosuke, yeah. but... but I mean, yeah, there's, I there's a little bit There's a little bit of talk about, like, the future of the Hachira and whether or not mm-hmm. Tanjiro is going to end up joining them. But it's all very... It's it's mostly crying and and jokes and then sad backstory about the demons. Yeah. Okay. And it's all very pretty. All very, very pretty, pretty, of course. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the after show. Reminder that we are here on Mondays at six p.m. Pacific, nine p.m. Eastern, and you can also find uh, James and myself on Twitter. James's handle is right there in his video at kick the Beckett with two T's on Twitter. Um, mine's not there, but it's a N N underscore Lindsay L Y N Z E E on Twitter. So, you know, if you want to see our takes on other stuff like movies or other anime, or I don't know, I tweet a lot of bullshit too. So it's just fun time. It's fun time. If you, if you we'll want see... to see a man go way too hard on how much he loves Paddington too. <laughs> you talk about Paddington at least once a week. I the movie's a miracle, and I will not stop until the world respects it for what it is. Okay, like that's 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 the long and short. The new new podcast topic is just Paddington from now on. Oh, don't Who needs me. the anime? Don't tap me. I could make it happen. I, I could break down that movie scene by scene for months. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.